enjoy highlights of the conversation with Susie Ludy, wildlife biologist for the state of Washington. Take a walk on the wild side with Susie Ludy on Bird Talk Live Online, pre-recorded live Bird Talk radio shows recorded live from Kansas City. I've never heard anybody say that. All but the years know, people I've talked to. But well, I, I can used, see how it might, and evidently it works, right? Well, You've had I used success to take, this, right? well, I used to take the, uh, a lot of people would call me that would get a bird from, that went through quarantine, you know, um, when they used to let imports come in the country. And these birds were wild and they were mean and they were angry and they rightfully so. And so um, I would try to uh, uh, tame them down and I was never unsuccessful. I was always successful, but the sleeping bag trick seems to be the real key to the whole thing. And then the next morning they're really hungry and then I feed them by hand. And so I've got, by about the fourth day, I've got that bird stepping up and all those kind of things, even wild birds. So that's, uh, that's what uh, Mike is, uh, Michael is laughing about. <laughs> yes, it is. It is funny, but and not, you know, like funny at you. It's funny what people will do to, to get a bird to trust you and warm up to you and love you and love them as Love you as much as you love them. and I am Mike Kiger, your host of Bird Talk Live Online. I hope you are enjoying these highlights from the conversation with Susie Ludy, wildlife biologist. Susie continues in this highlight segment describing some of the events prior to the Mount St. Helens eruption. And I was looking down in the valley there below me, and there was a, uh, a group of deer, a herd of deer down there, and all of a sudden the wind died absolutely perfectly completely still and this is what happened just before the eruption the deer just bam they hit the ground they just laid right down and i thought well that's kind of odd they're even right out in the you can just see them why aren't they covering themselves underneath trees you know and because then, you're about to be covered in molten lava, Susie. That's why. I know, I know, but I didn't know that, you know. And um, so, and then this was really interesting. And it took me two years after that to go to an entomologist at Michigan State University to find out what was happening. All the insects came down out of the sky and carpeted my yellow truck. And I was going like, Holy cow. I mean, I was just in amazement. Now, a little did I know that it had already started to erupt on the other side. So, see, I didn't know that. And these insects came out and take a while for the like the tremors to move across the land and all that. Well, they for the ash to go up in the air. Yeah. See, this was a, an airflow of ash, you know, and the thing is, is what I found out from that entomologist at Michigan State University is that the electrostatic, the, um, yeah, the electrostatic, the electromagnetics, uh, the static electricity in the air um, disrupted the, the insects from their being able to fly, and they had to come out of the air to because they couldn't fly anymore. And this ash was affecting their ability to fly. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, I so they look... all landed on your truck. Yeah. Well, they were landing everywhere. <laughs> we'll just hang was out they here were for a while? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Susie. And, 
And you see my truck, of course, is yellow. So it was very visibly black when all these, these, I mean, and there were even dragonflies and damselflies. Damselflies are the ones of a different color. They were even on my truck. And I mean, that was, and they were crawling all over each other. And that was extremely interesting to me. Now, maybe they wanted to ride out of there. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. Little did they know. Let's that, go. Come on. Oh, well, I'll tell you about that in a second. But anyway, um, so the uh, insects were came out of the air. And just as I went into the red zone, I had a red zone pass. The American Press International had a camera and they said, are you going in? Oh, we know who you are. Would you please take our camera and take any pictures that might happen? And I Before was like, yeah. well, yeah. And I said, I don't know how to run your camera. And he said, well, just poke this button anytime you want to take a picture. Well, he didn't. I guess I wasn't watching or whatever. But when the mountain did erupt, I took their camera to take the picture and I ejected all the film. I pushed the wrong button. Oh, they weren't happy with me at all. Oh, oh yeah. So bad. I ejected all the <laughs> yeah. film. So I just picked up my little I camera was and I for went. I my life and I messed up your video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, as the ash started going up into the air, I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is just like, I can't believe this. I almost like I wanted to pinch myself because. I could not believe that the mountain was erupting right in front of my face. And, yeah, and you had salmon to count too, didn't you? Yeah, well, I should have been doing that, yes. <laughs> Enjoy the entire conversation and the adventures of Susie Ludy, wildlife biologist on Bird Talk Radio podcast and streaming shows. Visit birdtalkradio.com to find links to our 24-7, 365 streaming and podcast radio shows. Bird Talk Radio is the world leader in aviculture talk radio.